Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, the fan, live from the Lakeland University studios, a leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Things to do. Uh, today, Sparky's Midday Madness, uh, number one, uh, we're going to talk about this uh, insider piece on ESPN by Bill Barnwell uh, about scenarios that could apply uh, to the Packers this offseason concerning Aaron Rodgers. He's got a scenario painted out. He's got another scenario painted out for Jordan Love. He's got scenarios painted out for other quarterbacks around the National Football League and how this whole thing could play out, including Lions Jared Goff and where he may be on the move to. Uh, as well this offseason. So uh, we'll get into that first. Uh, also, after we do that, I want to talk some Christmas traditions and see uh, what everybody's Christmas traditions are uh, in their houses as we get closer to the weekend. And I came across on social media last night a new Packers song uh, that is out there. Uh, and since you know we played that Bucks Lust song, uh, at this point, I figure anything is fair game, and maybe y'all uh, will like this version of a new Packers song that is out there. We'll do that, too, uh, before Rami Makhlouf, uh takes over at 3. Actually, it's not Rami today. It's Toby Altizer. Rami has the day off, so Toby Altizer in for Rami Makhlouf coming up at 3 o'clock with the Rami Show. Now, Bill Barnwell. I don't know what y'all think of Bill Barnwell one way or the other. I find Bill Barnwell very entertaining because... Uh, he is the king of something that drives Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler crazy, I think. The what-if scenarios. What if this happens? And then what if that happens? And then, you know, you paint all these scenarios of how this whole thing can play out. Don't know if it's going to be right or not, but he always uh, puts out some pretty pretty good stuff. So he's got a piece out uh, today. Uh, NFL quarterback offseason dominoes 2022. And he's got different scenarios. So the first scenario that he's got out... Uh, involves Aaron Rodgers getting traded. Now, in this scenario, Rodgers gets traded. Now, the dominoes that fall because Rodgers gets traded, in his mind, would also include the 49ers trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Panthers 
for a conditional third-round pick, therefore opening up uh, Trey Lance uh, to essentially come in uh, and take over uh, as the starting quarterback, and they move on from Garoppolo. Also in this deal, the Panthers E12 million and said Sam Darnold to the Saints for a seventh-round pick. Now, let me say that I love, 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 love this idea for the Saints because they do not have a quarterback. It doesn't appear there is a quarterback in the first round that is somebody's must-have. Uh, so from the Saints' perspective, who is up against it salary cap-wise, as bad or worse than the Packers are at this point, maybe that does uh, make some sense uh, in order to get that deal done and make it work. So that's one. And for a seventh-round pick, why not? It works all, all, all day long. Another part of this Aaron Rodgers getting traded scenario has the Lions cutting Jared Goff uh, just outright done. See you later. Toodles to you. Uh, and essentially, Goff then goes to Cincinnati in this scenario and signs a one-year $5 million deal with the Bengals to essentially be the backup to Joe Burrow, be reunited with Rams assistant Zach Taylor, and maybe try to revitalize his career. In this scenario, the Lions could then uh, maybe sign a Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal uh, as they wait for their future quarterback uh, to develop uh, in Detroit. I, I go first to Dan Plocker before we get to the details of the Aaron Rodgers trade and what he thinks what he thinks the Packers may be getting back in the deal if they were to trade him. Uh, Dan Plocker, as the resident Lions fan on the radio station here at The Fan, uh, do you like the idea of uh, cutting Jared Goff and saving $10.5 million in cash and just moving on? Um, I'm not sure yet. Jared Goff and this team is starting to heat up a little bit towards the end of the year here. I mean, he's still Jared Goff. He's not – it doesn't seem like he's going to be anything in this league. But but who knows? The, the, two of the last three weeks, he's looked really good. Would you consider him middle of the road or less than that? Uh, on a bad team, he's less than that. On a team like the Rams, he's middle of the road. It, it, he needs Makes weapons sense. around him and an offensive line around him to help him out to be – his best, like most quarterbacks do. He's not like an Aaron Rodgers where, I mean, we saw what he did with none of his starters against the Cardinals earlier this season. Yep. That's essentially what Jared Goff has been playing with all year long in Detroit, and he is not at that level. Now, they've put some ta- talent around him. The rookie, Amon Ross St. Brown, EQ's brother, actually, has been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. He's a rookie, and then they added uh, Reynolds from the Titans, and the two of them played together in L.A. previously. So now he has some people that he's comfortable with and knows, and he's been looking a little bit better the last couple of weeks, which is intriguing to me. Now, is it $10 million more intriguing to me? Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. And when you said Teddy maybe signed Teddy Bridgewater or another player for one year, it makes sense. And I think part of me wonders if the Lions do want to wind up running a system where they have a running quarterback similar to what Harbaugh does in Baltimore. Part of me wonders if that's the avenue that they're going to go down. See, this is the problem. There's not a strength on this on this offense. Like, what's the strength? I mean, we think it's DeAndre Swift, right? Uh, it's the offensive line, actually. When the offensive line is healthy, the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in football. Okay. Is the offensive line more suited towards run blocking or pass blocking? Run blocking. So this needs to be a run-first type offense, yes. then, right? So like you said, maybe it's, I mean, San Francisco, Baltimore, those type of systems mm. of kind of what you want to go with. In which case, then, 
You don't necessarily need the star wide receiver, but you also, I don't think, need a star quarterback, just a quarterback that can keep a defense honest at the end of the day. Jerkoff, I think, might be able to do that, I think. Uh, But again, then we start talking about salaries and how much you want to waste at the quarterback position uh, to see if it's going to work out or not. So those are the scenarios uh, off of, from Bill Barnwell of ESPN, off of uh, Aaron Rodgers being traded. Now let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade uh, proposal that he has out here if they were to trade Aaron Rodgers. This says, uh, well, obviously it won't be cheap, writes Barnwell. The Broncos will send, now listen closely, tell me what you think of this one, will send their first and second round picks in 2022 and first and second round picks in 2023 to the Packers, and they'll throw in tight end Albert, I have no idea how to say his last name, Albert Aquidbunum. I don't know. I don't know who this person is. Uh, let's see. Let's click on him uh, and see where he played his college ball. 6'5", played at Missouri. 6'5", 258. Uh, so far uh, this year, he's had 31 receptions, 325 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 10.5 yard mm-hmm. per average uh, this year. Yeah, and the weeks that Noah Fant has been out, he's, he's been He's been really the one good. playing. Yep, How do you say his good. last name? Because I'm sure I killed it. Uh, I have no idea. Okay, Everybody okay. calls him Albert O. There you go, Albert O. So, Albert O plus two ones and two twos uh, in that deal uh, to the Packers. Uh, in exchange, uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, let's see here. Trying to figure it out here. I'm pretty sure. I thought there was something else going back. Maybe not. Maybe it's just Rodgers. Uh, and then Rodgers essentially goes back. Green Bay moves forward with love and a bevy of draft picks. The team will eat nearly $27 million in dead money, although the trade would free up more than $19 million in cap space. So they also put in here uh, that Rodgers, if he's going to Denver or anywhere else, no team is trading for him with one year left. They're going to need an extension. Barnwell suggests... A three-year extension worth $126 million. If you're playing a log at home, that's over $40 million a year. Uh, Although the contract would have two voidable years to keep down his cap hits, the Broncos will then essentially be committing to Rodgers through 2024. I am here to tell you I'm I'm good. We can do this deal. I approve of this deal if Rodgers does not want to be here and wants to leave Green Bay and go play somewhere else, then fine. Then I'm good with that deal. Two ones, two twos, and a potential starting tight end uh, going forward who's young for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm good there. Then there's another scenario. Aaron Rodgers stays put. Okay? This scenario involves Jordan Love. This scenario has the Panthers trading their second and fourth round pick to the Packers for Jordan Love in 2023. So second and fourth round pick in 2023. Carolina's already lost its 2022 second rounder because of the Darnold trade. So the Packers would have to wait until 2023 for what could be a very juicy selection because nobody thinks the Panthers are going to be good anytime soon. Green Bay might try to hold out for a first round pick, but it's not getting Carolina's selection given where it's likely to come in. And Love already is two years into his rookie deal. I'll tell you right now. If they sign Rodgers to an extension and then need to move on from Jordan Love, and you get a two and a four for Jordan Love, I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. Like, good f- good for the Green Bay Packers. You took a guy you're not going to end up playing because a quarterback turned out to be an MVP, playing at an MVP level again. You get a second and a fourth round pick for Jordan Love for playing one regular season game, 
not looking all that great in the regular season game and still able to get a two and a four from anybody. Now, again, with Rodgers, you don't want him in the NFC, obviously. With Jordan Love, I don't know, Plucker, does Jordan Love worry you going to an NFC team if you're going to trade Jordan Love at this point? Not if I have Aaron Rodgers. Right? I don't, I mean. I'm not trading him in the division, though. But I would trade him within the conference. No, I would trade him in division. If I have Aaron Rodgers and he's staying here long term, I don't care where Jordan Love goes. Aaron Rodgers is better than Jordan Love. Now. But Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing the entire length of Jordan Love's career more than likely, right? If If Jordan Love is good, he's going to be around to bother you if you trade him in the division twice a year for God knows how long. Like Favre has done to the Bears, Vikings, and Lions, and Rodgers has done the same. If Jordan Love hits and he's as good as you think he might be, which if you're the Packers, that's how you have to go about trading him and making this move, do I really want to deal with him twice a year in my division? No, I probably don't. If you have the confidence to sign Aaron Rodgers to what will likely be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, you have to have the confidence as well that he is the best quarterback in the league. and, And even in four years from now, he's still better than Jordan Love. I just don't know if I'm there on that. That's a big statement. Four years from now, he's going to be even coming up on 40, isn't he? How old is he going to be in four years? He'll be over 40. He'll be 41. 41. Versus a kid that's probably coming into his prime in four years or in the middle of his prime in Jordan Love. Again, he may be horrible and may never really be any good as a starter uh, and may end up just being a a backup player uh, that travels around the league for 10 years, Jordan Love. But if he ends up being a Pro Bowl-type quarterback... Versus a forty-one-year-old type quarterback, because see, I think, I think people are getting really screwed up here because of Brady. I'll be honest with you. Like, I think Brady is messing up a lot of people's brains right now because of what Brady's doing at his age. Now people are going to look at these other quarterbacks and go, "Well, they should be able to do the same thing at their age when they're in their mid-forties, like Brady." I think that's completely unfair to every other quarterback in the National Football League. Do these quarterbacks take better care of themselves now than maybe the quarterbacks did 30, 40 years ago? Absolutely. For the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part, they're in much better physical condition. They take better care of their body. They're more um, wanting to make sure their ba- their body gets en- uh, enough rest, uh, right? And, and make sure it's able to recover. And the medicines and the technology and all the staffing that all these teams have to put you in the best position to keep your body healthy is way better than it was 34 years, 30 or 40 years ago. And that probably plays into part of the reason why a Brady can play as long as he does. But to think that, you know, a Rogers or a Matt Ryan or some of these other guys that are older are still going to be playing at a high level in their forties. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, people were saying, well, you know, maybe Rogers is on the other side and then they get Jordan Love and now Rogers is back in MVP level again. Can he play at this level for the next, you know, four, five, six years? I don't know. I, I think it's it's an interesting proposition. Of those two scenarios, though, would you do one? Would you do both? Would you do neither? I'd do both those deals. If Rodgers, for a first and a second this year, first and a second in 2023, and a tight end from the Broncos, done. I'd do that if he doesn't want to be here. If they sign Rodgers to an extension and I can get a second and a four in 2023 from the Panthers for Jordan Love, 
Boom, I do that deal too. What about you? 799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, The Fam. All right, it is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fam. I find folks over at Young Express, they're looking for a dispatcher right now. So if you're looking for a new career, would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business over 30 years? This is what they're looking for if you want to be a dispatcher with them at Young Express. Able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, and overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. No experience necessary. They're going to train you. As I always say, this is not what they tell me to say. This is my own spin on this. If you can't be a jerk, right? I mean, if you're a little edgy, a little short-tempered, really don't like dealing with people, this isn't the job for you. Now, if you're overall friendly, very social, enjoy interacting with people, you're the perfect candidate. That's who they want to talk to, okay? And they'll train you as well. Now, at Young Express, you can get competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, health plan, and profit sharing. Apply right now at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Going back to this Bill Barnwell piece on ESPN, he paints scenarios uh, for all the different quarterbacks in the league of how things could play out depending on what Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers do. The Aaron Rodgers uh, part of this is if he were to get traded, he uh, throws out there that the Broncos would send their first and second round picks in 2022 and 2023, uh, plus a tight end, as we're calling him, Albert O., uh, from uh, the Broncos to Green Bay. So four picks and probably a starting tight end uh, out of this deal. The other scenario he paints is if Aaron Rodgers stays, signs an extension with the Packers, he has the Panthers trading for Jordan Love and giving up a second and fourth round pick uh, in 2023. Again, something else that I agree with and I would do as well uh, if Jordan Love wants to be moved and doesn't want to stay as a backup going forward in Green Bay, which, again, I think we'd all totally understand. Dial it up. What do you think of both scenarios? Do you like them, hate them, dislike them, want something more, don't think they need as much in order to move different guys? Let us know. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Mike in Port Washington, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sparky. How you doing, buddy? Um. I would uh, strike while the iron is hot. If somebody made us a good offer for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sorry I'm out of breath. I just carried a bunch of groceries up into my apartment. I got you. No um, good. You're all good. Okay. Um, yeah, I would strike while the iron is hot. If somebody offered me a, a, a nice boatload of picks and, and whatever for Rodgers, I'd jump all over it because I remember the Herschel Walker trade. Oh, yeah. And what that did for Dallas. Yep. I remember uh, the John Adel trade and what that did to us. Um, so, And I'm sure there are other examples that I'm not remembering. But um, for building the future, I'd go for that. That'd be my first choice. All right. And what about Jordan Love? Well, yeah, with the scenario that you laid out. Give a, you get a two and a four in 2023. Yeah, I would do that. But I absolutely I would do that. But I... I would prefer to trade Rodgers just because I think uh, we could really build for the future, and I trust uh, Matt LaFleur, and hopefully, uh, you never know, but hopefully Jordan Love works out. 
Sounds good. All right. Thanks for the call. And see, that's that's the thing in all of this uh, right now. And we're not going to know what's going to happen until obviously we get through the Super Bowl and get to the offseason and then have a better idea of how this whole thing is going to play out. Uh, Plucker, we talked about this a little bit there in the last segment. You're on board with obviously both of these deals, uh, whether it be uh, Denver uh, for Aaron Rodgers or Carolina for Jordan Love at this point. Having said all of that, so if you're involved in this with the Packers, is it my understanding, and tell me if I'm misunderstanding this, that before you make this trade, he's going to have to work out, he being Rodgers, will have to be allowed to talk to the team that you may trade him to to see if he can work out an extension before you can actually make the trade. So realistically, Rodgers can hold up this whole thing again once you get to that point. Is that is that my understanding? Is that right? I mean, yes. Technically, that's supposed to be done after the trade is is over and all this different stuff. But we all know the way that it works in this league, and and all the, that communication has to be done first. So they have to have. I'm sure what will be what it will be is a structure in place, and then uh, in terms of the two teams, and then the other team that could potentially be receiving Rogers would then reach out to Rogers and his representatives and try to work a deal out. See, and that to me is. Um, the interesting part of this whole deal, because from a Packer fan standpoint, you want the Packers to have all the control and all the leverage. However, realistically, as you look at this right now, as it sits, it doesn't appear that's going to be the case. Because again, if you're Denver, I'm not trading for him with one year left on his deal and giving you all of this if I get him for a year as a rental. Because if he's not allowed to work out an extension, the amount of compensation you're going to be able to get back for Aaron Rodgers is going to be much different. So instead of getting two ones and two twos for Aaron Rodgers and a tight end, like Bill Barnwell is suggesting on ESPN, and you say, no, you can't talk to the other team, you can't work out an extension, that's not how this is going to work, then you may end up with a first-round pick or a second-round pick. I'm not going to give you a ton of stuff uh, for a player that's only going to possibly be here one year, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to sign to an extension. If you want me to give you all of this, then he has to be willing to negotiate, agree to an extension, be before we trade for him with the thought of he's going to sign the extension after we trade for him officially. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, the other thing uh, that's also in here, there are so many different scenarios that Bill Barnwell uh, puts out there. One of the scenarios is Rodgers and Wilson stays put, as I said, Jordan Love would then get traded. The other scenario has the Falcons trading Matt Ryan to the Broncos uh, after June 1st for a 2023 first round pick. Matt Ryan to the Broncos. I Gross. think I well, but look, I think it improves Denver. The problem is that his cap number is so ridiculously high for the next two years. I just don't know if you can actually make that work necessarily uh, at the end of the day. And it says if Ryan were dealt before June first for picks in the twenty twenty two draft, he would likely fetch a pick in the thirty three to forty two range. But again, dead cap money and everything else, and the fact that he's thirty six. Uh, years old at this point with two years left on his deal. I just can't imagine them getting anything for Matt Ryan, nor do I necessarily think that it would benefit the Atlanta Falcons to trade a Matt Ryan. I don't see the Broncos giving a one for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not worth that much. That's, Depends how desperate they are to win. Well, I either way, there has to be other avenues for them to visit than that because... Okay, so let's talk about this. So Russell Wilson is one of the guys I've talked about in this piece of possibly being traded. Jimmy Garoppolo is another guy being talked about. Rodgers, obviously, is another guy. Matt Ryan is another. 
Teddy Bridgewater, they've already gone through that as far as a guy that you could uh, sign uh, at some point. Marcus Mariota is in this piece. It's something that, uh, you know, like the Steelers could sign uh, if need be. Those are your options. Oh, and there's another one here. Vikings trade Kirk Cousins to the Eagles for a first-round pick, which essentially would mean they're giving up on Jalen Hurts at that point. But Jalen Hurts, I think, has been playing better the last right. couple of weeks. And then if I'm Denver, I call up the Eagles immediately and try to get Jalen Hurts. So you take Jalen Hurts over what you have right now, build your offense around Hurts going well, forward. Well, and the thing is, like, the Broncos are in win-now mode if they get a quarterback. Like, get For sure. a premier quarterback, and yes. they have to revisit a lot of things on that defense. Defense is good. And and the offensive line needs help as well. They have good receivers. Good Javante Williams is looking like he's a real deal at running back. Yep. So so they'll have a lot of talent around the quarterback on the offensive end, but still need help in these different areas. And if you but if you can't get the guy that you want or one of the two guys, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, then why not just wait another year? It would be and, interesting. And see what happens next because Correct. because they don't have. I don't think the Broncos have a team right now that could win a Super Bowl unless they get an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson on that team. And that's interesting. How much better are they with Kirk Cousins, say, in Philadelphia, than Jalen Hurts, right? That's the first thing. Second thing, if the Vikings were to do that, and if they don't get uh, Jalen Hurts back and it's just a first-round pick, the Vikings then are going into rebuild mode, right? I mean, that that's essentially what's going to happen because you don't have a quarterback. You have Delvin Cook, Thielen, uh, you've got guys, uh, Justin Jefferson on offense. To me, it doesn't make any sense. If I'm the Vikings, why would I move away from a guy that's middle of the road to above average in Kirk Cousins um, to try and screw around the quarterback position? If they trade on Barnwell Wrights in the SPN piece, it would free up $35 million uh, in cap space for the Vikings if they were able to make that move. Well, that and maybe they love Kellen Mond. They're, what was it, fourth round pick this past year out of Texas A&M? Maybe they found something in him or they think they have it. That would have to be what it is. That would have to be. And again, the, the money scenario. Uh, as well. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Come back. I'm going to talk about Christmas traditions because uh, I'm old. Plucker is young, uh, and I want to see uh, how close Christmas traditions are between us and you. Because we're going to talk about Christmas music. We're going to talk about opening presents and different traditions that you have in your household. And we'll see how many of us have the same type of traditions. I mean, it's the day before Christmas Eve. We got to talk about it a little bit. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, the fan live from the Lakeland University Studios. Day before Christmas Eve here on a Thursday. Don't forget Gary Ellerson, Dan Plucker, Green and Gold Post Game Show presented to you by Lakeland University comes up Christmas Day evening, I guess you could say. Post game like 6.30 or so, get underway with Gary and Dan Plucker talking after the Packers play the Browns, making sure to keep it tuned here at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Tomorrow morning, Tim Allen in for Bart Winkler. So Tim Allen will be doing the Bart Winkler show tomorrow morning from 6 till 10. Toby Altizer, who's coming up next, filling in for Rami, will then be filling in for us on the big show tomorrow from 10 until 2. So Tim and Toby is your Christmas Eve lineup uh, tomorrow here on The Fam. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Settle down with some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up With all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Now, 
This is what I I, I want to do because I'm I'm very intrigued. I brought this up earlier to Ken Barkley. You better you bet Odyssey BetQL. Follow him on Twitter, Lockie Lockerson. While we were doing the Wendy's Big Show, and I'm interested to see w- w- what you all do. So, those of you that celebrate Christmas, um, when when you have the the Christmas music on at your house, your apartment, your condo, wherever it may be, or on your phone. Uh, or in your car, or whatever. What are you listening to? Are you listening to last couple of years' Christmas music by some of these current artists uh, that are out there? Or are you listening to more of the old-school Christmas uh, music? Like, for example, like, to give you an idea of some of the songs uh, that I've kind of got on mine, right? So, Jackson 5, any of those. I saw Mama Kissing Santa Claus, any of those. Burl Eyes, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Holly Jolly Christmas, Silver Bells, uh, Bing Crosby. It's beginning to look like like Christmas. Chuck Berry, Run Rudolph, Run. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Bing Crosby. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, a bunch of those. Uh, some of the older ones. So, are, are you listening to those older school ones? I've even got Christmas and Hollis Run DMC. I, I love that song. Um, Chuck Berry, Run Rudolph, Run. So any of those. So that's kind of what we listen to. There's some of those old school Christmas songs. But we have so many artists today that if you go to a Target or if you go to a Walmart, you'll see all these different artists with all these different Christmas albums out. Like Pentatonix. I don't mind Pentatonix. You know, acapella group, they have, you know, the dude that makes all the noises or whatever the case may be while they're singing. Um... So, and they're fine. It doesn't bother me, right? Carrie Underwood has a Christmas album out. All these different people have Christmas music out every year. But is anybody actually buying it and listening to it over some of the old school stuff that a lot of us grew up with? So that, 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 that's my first Christmas question for y'all that I, I want answers on. I want to see if I'm more of the normal uh, or not. That, that's the first one. My second I have lots of Christmas questions, so just call in. I'll ask you all my Christmas questions. The second one that I have that I'm intrigued by is the whole uh, things that you do necessarily on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me that their deal is they play games. Like, that's their thing. They play spades. They play Monopoly. They play Uno. They play games all day. That's what they do for Christmas. That's their Christmas tradition. Them and the family members all play, sit around and play games all day, uh, which I thought was a pretty cool tradition. We don't really play games necessarily in our house, but that's their Christmas tradition. So what's your Christmas tradition that you and your family do? It could be, you know, we open up one present on Christmas Eve. I hear that's a popular thing. Uh, and then, you know, the rest get opened on Christmas Day. Everybody's got something different, more than likely, uh, that you do Christmas Eve uh, or Christmas Day. The third question I have about Christmas is what is it that you eat on Christmas? Thanksgiving, it's turkey. But what is the food that you eat every Christmas with you and the family that you have to have? For instance, Jim Danny's, my guys uh, over on South 27th Street, they gave away all those hams and veggies and mashed potatoes earlier in the week to those people uh, you know, that are having a tough time uh, you know, making ends meet uh, and looking for a good meal or whatever else, and he was able to hook up a bunch of people with those. So is ham the thing? 
that everybody eats on Christmas or is it something different in your house? I want all those questions answered. Those three. What kind of Christmas music are we listening to? Number two, what's that Christmas tradition in your house that you do every year at Christmas? Whatever it may be. And number three, what are you eating on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Let's all figure out if we're all kind of on the same page or not. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. This is only going to work if you call. If you don't call, it's going to be a very boring topic. And me and Plucker are just talking about our lives, which you probably don't want to hear that much about, honestly. Uh, Damn Plucker. First things first, which kind of Christmas music are you listening to? Now, for those that don't know, Plucker listens to a lot of the older school, like classic rock and so forth. So I would imagine this may be uh, older Christmas music, but I'm not sure. Plucker, what do you and the wife listen to? Yeah, we don't really listen to Christmas music because oh, there's my, a reason. my wife worked at a bakery f- the last two years. Yep, they play all day. It's all day. No doubt. From the So she this is the first year she's not at a bakery. So she is very like, we're not listening to Christmas music this year. I'm just so tired of hearing the same 10 Mariah Carey songs every single day. See, and that's the thing, right? So if you work in, like, say, let's say you work in the radio industry, right? And you work at one of those stations that flip their formats and we're going to go to Christmas music because everybody wants to listen to Christmas music in November and we're going to listen to Christmas music for two months. Now, back in the day, that was always a big ratings getter was always a big thing, right? People just loved it, couldn't get enough of it. Well, now there are many issues with that whole philosophy in my mind, and maybe I'm dead wrong, but now you've got satellite radio that's got all Christmas music. Everybody can have their own playlist on their Spotify or whatever the case may be if they want to listen to Christmas music whenever they want to listen to Christmas music. So for me, that's kind of screwed everything up. Before, you know, okay, you have your records or your cassettes or whatever. So you have that way. But as far as like listening to something mobile while you're driving, it was only regular over the air radio. Now there's so many more different options uh, that you can listen to. All right. So one, Plucker and his wife will not be listening to Christmas music in the next three Mm -hmm. days. That would be very weird to me. Okay. Number two, Christmas tradition uh, that either you and your wife had or your family had when you were growing up. Uh, So did you ever, how did you determine who opened presents first when you were a kid? Uh, the way we did it was my mother uh, would get down on the ground by the presents and she would dictate who opened presents uh, and how the whole thing went. Now, uh, I do that in our house. I dictate who opens presents. Okay. And Plucker, I'm a little different on this. Like, I I really like numbering presents. I like having a specific order of who I'm giving what to when I'm giving it to them, right? So if I'm working up to the the grand finale type deal, I want to make sure I'm not giving that first. Mm -hmm. So I like to kind of number presents in an order of how I go. And then you got to figure out how to spread it out and so forth. Like my dad will go over there Christmas Eve, and he always goes youngest to oldest. That's how it goes there. So the youngest, which is always my kid, uh, between the nephews and him, he always goes first, and then we work our way up, and then us old folks, I'm the oldest, I end up holding, uh, opening last. Okay, so we uh, we did this thing where, it's I think it's a German tradition. Um, I'm German? How do I not know about this? Okay. So you get, uh, originally it was an actual pickle. 
but you get a pickle, pickle ornament. In the tree. Yeah, and hide the, my dad hide the pickle, pickle in the, the tree. tree. Yeah, and so whichever of the three of of myself and my two siblings found the pickle first, got to open presents. First. Oh, that's a good. Well, idea. just and then we would go like one by one. It wouldn't be right. like oh, I open all mine and then you open yeah. all yours. It would be one by one across the room. Oh, I like after that. that. So, that's good. Yeah, we did the we did the find the pickle. Okay, and the third one, and then we'll get to the calls. Got people on hold. The third Christmas tradition question. What is it that you eat normally on Christmas Eve or Christmas? Is there a certain food that mm-hmm. every year you have? Uh, we had ham growing up. Yeah. But uh, we, for just my wife and I, we're not making our, just the two of us a ham. Oh, no doubt. Especially when I have to work on Christmas for Day. For sure. So we're going to make like Cajun chicken pasta. Oh, I bet you that's really good. So it is very good. We've only made it a couple of times. And Can it's I just special tell occasions. everybody listening that you don't know the torture that we go through in this room because Plucker every day during the big show at one point will go into the break room and heat up whatever leftovers he has <laughs> that him and his wife made. And then we have to smell that delicious food over on this side of the glass while he's in there chowing down and whatever the delicious leftovers are. So. Those folks can cook. And I'm not sorry about it. No, You shouldn't be. No, that smells delicious. All right, so those are the three questions, right? So what type of Christmas music are we listening to, old school or new school? The second question is what's your Christmas tradition that you may have uh, in your household that you do every year or you did growing up? And the third one is what are you eating uh, on Christmas? Let's go to Steve in Germantown. You're first up, Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing, Sparky? Doing good, man. First question first, music, old school or new school? I mean, definitely old school. I'm 31 years old. It's got to be old school. I'm talking 1940s, 50s, and 60s. There you go. You, have, you have to, you know? Bing Crosby, all that stuff. It's yeah, a, yeah. necessity. You know what I mean? Correct. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. And I will say this. With my family, too, a big tradition on top of music is watching a great movie like Christmas Vacation during, yes. you know, festivities. You have to have that type of movie on. It's just fantastic. Yep, I like Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. Home Alone, that's another good one that I like watching. That's a funny one. The kids love it. No, it's great. Okay, what about food? What are you eating on Christmas, Steve? You know, always a treat. My grandparents no longer alive. Rest in peace. But my grandpa always had a smoked salmon. Oh, God, fantastic. Some cocktail. It was a lot of more derby type stuff, a lot of appetizers. We never like a main course. It was always, you know what, in Christmas, it was people, you didn't want, we never really had like a traditional meal, Sparky. It was always... People are bopping around, kids running around. Sure. So you want, open presents, watch, you know, sports, whatever it is, you know. That's so the that way to really do it. Just, uh, I always remember the shrimp and the smoked salmon. That was always the go-to. Yeah, that is that is the way to do it. Because you're right. People are running around and playing. Kids don't want to sit still more than two seconds. They want to play with whatever exactly. they got. Absolutely. Exactly. Steve, yep. thanks, thanks for the call, man. Have a good Christmas. Thank you, too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There he is. Steve in German time. What are your answers to these three questions? Number one. New school or old school music? What are you listening to? Number two, uh, what is your tradition that you may have on Christmas? And number three is what are you eating on Christmas? Because it feels like ham seems to be the staple, but right there, like he says, I like it. I like you, the shrimp cocktail and that type of stuff because people are bopping around and all over the place. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Pat in Brookfield, you're next on 1250 AM The Fan. What's going on, Pat? Hey, Sparky, good topic. Uh, made me call in. So on the music, while I appreciate the variety and I'll go both new and old school, I'm going to go off the board with alternative, right? So you get some oddball groups doing things like... Um, Wall of Voodoo. You remember that from Mexican radio? No, I don't. Oh, but I'd have to go song. back and listen. Yeah, they got a song called Shouldn't Have Given Him a Gun for Christmas, which is kind of funny. You've <laughs> oh, got, my goodness. Uh, Yellow Man Christmas. There's uh, the DBs. But, you know, like you get bands doing, you know, kind of somewhat current bands. 
But um, I don't know. It drives my wife nuts. I probably shouldn't talk too long about it. <laughs> okay. Our, uh, our meal is, it's more of a, like, a, on Christmas Eve, we do, like, tenderloin and seafood. And it is, like, the best meal of the year. Lots of butter, lots of garlic, lots of mashed potatoes. And, uh, you know, you definitely got to work out to, to keep the weight off. And, and the other thing we do, I guess, is uh, my daughters will kind of hand out a present on Christmas Eve, right? But then they kind of dole them out. And I got three kids, and one of them is always trying to hide a present so that the other ones uh, open up, and then they get to be the last one. So my brother used to do that to me when I was a kid, too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. Good stuff. Thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for sharing. Have a good Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Take care, Pat. There's Pat uh, in Brookfield sharing. I like that. Have you all ever done the whole... Um, hide a present uh till later like we did that one year for uh our kids where uh we all opened presents it was all done and then a little while later we we're like hey uh uh we, we got some laundry in the drawer can you guys go down there and bring up the laundry please um and, you know it's christmas oh sure yeah whatever thing just got their stuff they're all excited and then they go down to the dryer, they open up the dryer, and then there is the, you know, as I call it, the grand finale present for kind of both of them to share or whatever the case may be. I don't know if other people do that, but it's always fun because they think it's all done, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, you drop that and then they realize there's one more and it's always a fun, fun reaction. Or the other one we've done over the course of time too, that we did, um, the first time we took uh, the two of them to Disney World. Uh, we did a thing where on the 1st of December, we told them that there were going to be clues every day up to what, you know, their big present was going to be or whatever. So every day they would reach into like a hat or whatever and draw a letter out. And then on uh, Christmas Day or whatever, then they took their letters and try to spell out and figure out what it said uh, at that point. That's another fun way of of doing stuff. If you guys are looking for ideas to mess around with your kids and have some fun along the way. Randy and Jackson. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Randy? Hey, Sparky. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Randy. So what we do is, first of all, you got to have traditional music. Got to have the old traditional, love it, grew up with it, got to have it. On Christmas Eve, what we do is we have the little finger sandwiches. So basically uh, Hawaiian rolls with roast beef, ham, nice. turkey. Yes. Um, we, we have shrimp. Um, sometimes we'll have the cannibal sandwich. Ugh, out, no, pass. <laughs> you were all good till you got to that one. I'd stick to the Hawaiian rolls and the roast beef. I'm good. You can, yeah, y'all can have the cannibal sandwiches. All right, Randy, and what then, else we got? Then we, we watch, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep. And we drink, uh, Bailey's out of moose glasses. We have a set of moose glasses. Nice. Just like they have. Right, yeah. And, and then we also watch White Christmas with Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby. Yeah, the original, yeah. And then on Christmas Day, we're at my son's house, and it's pretty casual, except he usually cooks prime rib for the family. Nice. Oh, yeah, you, you're, you're living it up for two days. There ain't nothing wrong with that, that, that right there, Randy. I can hang out with y'all. You know, and I also wanted to tell you, we have four Christmas trees in our house. There you go, Randy! Um, and... We actually have won the Jackson Village lighting contest, outdoor lighting contest, two times. Well, you got to send me a picture, Randy. You got to, are you on Twitter or something, Randy? No, nah, I'm too old for that. Man, just create a Twitter account, man, so you can send me stuff <laughs> like that. I want to see a picture. Thanks for the call. It's funny. I said, uh, 
the other day on Twitter at Sparky Radio, uh, it saw somebody tweet out a picture of this house that plays music and it's a whole big light display or whatever else. Uh, and said, does anybody else have anything better than this in their neighborhood? Tweet me pictures of the best lit outside houses that you may have. And one dude sends me a whole thing about this one house. I think it's in Muskego. And like you drive through and every so many minutes, this whole light show goes on outside of this house uh, in Muskego. And they ask you to drop off non-perishable food items and so forth, which is very cool. So, yeah, I mean, there are some cool, cool houses out there. Mike Southside, you're next uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness. Mike, three Christmas tradition questions. Number one, old school music or new school music for Christmas? Well, let me back up a little. So back in the day, my mom would put the cookies out. We'd go look at Christmas decorations for free. Now everyone's got their hand out. And we'd see the lights come on. So we knew she ate the cookies and put the presents <laughs> out. Nice. And don't even bother going to Candy Cane Lane. I don't know if you heard of it. Not been there yet this year, no. Well, don't go tonight because you'll be in line for like two hours. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I oh, couldn't definitely. imagine, I could not imagine living on Candy Cane Lane because literally, as soon as, it gets, they, as soon as it gets dark out, you can't get out of your driveway. You're stuck I don't forever. Know what you do, get yeah. a bicycle, maybe walk the dog out. Yeah, you're stuck. That's for sure. All right, go maybe ahead. Maybe they get a tax break. Um, cannibal sandwiches now. Got to have that. Mm. Sorry. That's yeah, fine. And we go by my sister now. Prime rib, uh, what is it, Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. Every year. That's a good one. Yeah. It feels like prime rib is more of a thing than ham is for a lot of people based on what we got calling in. All right, Mike, you have a good Christmas, buddy. Be safe. All right, you too, buddy. All right, take care. There he is, Mike, on the south side. Uh, Let's go to Tim, South Milwaukee. You're next uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Rami Show comes up here in about 10 minutes. Toby Altizer hosting. What's up, Tim? What's up, Spark? All right, man. So first things first, old school or new school Christmas music? Now, I like me some Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Don't get me wrong, but I do like the new school stuff, too. Like what? Reliant K has a really good album. And um, Twisted Sister. Twisted uh, Sister is not. Wait, 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 wait. Twisted Sister is not new school. Twisted Sister is like 100. Non-traditional, though. Oh, non-traditional. Okay, fine. It would be non I mean, Twisted Sister, Oh, Come All You Faithful, isn't quite traditional. That's not traditional, no, but it's definitely old. I have to give a shout-out to a Summerfest favorite, Dan Rodriguez. All I want for Christmas is whiskey. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll have to see if I can find that. Okay, because I, I like me some stage at uh, Summerfest all the time. I was drinking some St. Elmo's whiskey last night, actually. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, Tim. So that's 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 the that's the music. Now, what about the traditions in the house? So um, cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. Oh, now you're talking my language. All right. And then Christmas Eve, the kids we always get them matching pajamas. Yeah. And then we open up Christmas presents, and we've been going over to uh, my wife's family for Christmas Day. That's awesome. Sounds good. Now, yeah. uh, what's the food? Now, see, that varies. Uh, I think we're having venison sausage this oh, year. Man. We've done brats. There was one year it was really warm, so we grilled out brats and got them from, you know, butcher and got some good stuff going. So Tim, that kind of varies it up. We Tim, kinda... listen to me. Listen, listen closely, okay? Just I'm, I'm going to help you out as best I can. Listen, I know you're in South Milwaukee. I live in Oak Creek, so I know it's a little bit of a drive. I understand. But I'm telling you, next year, 
you tell them, look, I got it. I got the food. Because if you're not really, you're changing it up year to year. If you're going to do that, then there's two There's two things I suggest. One, the Al Capone roast or the Al Capone sausages. And the Al Capone sausages are easy when it's in the wintertime, right? You take some you take some spaghetti sauce. You put the Al Capone sausages in the crock pot. You throw the spaghetti sauce on top. You let it sit on low or high for four hours, low for eight hours. Get some bomber buns, some cheese if you like cheese or peppers, whatever else. And you're all set. Or... Ribs on a stick in the oven. Those also are really, really good. Be very happy. Promise. Promise. You. I got to say, man, good good job shouting out the sponsors. Well, I got the read coming up, but either way, <laughs> I, either even if I didn't, Tim, that is those two are my go-to foods in all situations if I'm looking to help uh, anybody out. And they also uh, do sliced tenderloin uh, as well that they'll give you in like a whole like container with the gravy and the, the whole deal that essentially you just heat up when you get home it's already cooked uh and then you can have like tenderloin sandwiches uh, throughout the afternoon that's another go-to for me over there at roberts tim thanks for the call yeah people you know what i have found out over the all the course of my time doing this th- this radio thing people a lot of times think like oh you just say that because you're getting paid dude not a chance Th- this roberts thing is as real as it comes like Everybody on this station, for the most part, goes there and gets their food and gets their meats. It's legit, straight up legit. Christmas is just days away. Now's the time to make sure that food you serve up for your family and friends is the only the best in quality meats from Robert's Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts loves to play Santa, and his merry elves are working around the clock to have all your holiday favorites from a prime rib roast, hand cut, tied personally by your butcher, easy to carve and serve at your holiday gathering, plus other delicious choices like USDA prime beef tenderloin, like so many of you like, the Al Capone Italian pork roast featuring nine different meats and cheeses, plus seasonings, combining for one awesome tasting meal or traditional holiday favorites like Polish sausage or the purest ground round you'll find. For those who uh, find it difficult to buy for it, you can head to Robert's uh, as well. Visit them today or call them at 262-549-MEAT. 262-549-MEAT for the best selection or visit them online at Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com for money-saving coupons. Merry Christmas from Robert's Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher. Up next, Toby Altizer will tell us what's coming up on his show as he fills in for Rami Makhlouf. Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan, wrapping up as we get to talk to Toby Altizer now as he gets ready to host for Rami Makhlouf, and he's a busy, busy guy as he hosts the Rami Show now. Uh, and then he's back in the morning to produce for Tim Allen, who's in for Bart Winkler. Is that right? Yep. And then after that, uh, then Toby gets to host the big show on the statewide network uh, from 10 until 2 tomorrow. And then Toby's going to go home and collapse after that and be <laughs> thankful that he finally gets to have some time to actually breathe and not have to worry about doing a radio show. Uh, so what do you got coming up on the show today, Toby? Yeah, we're going to preview Packers-Browns, obviously, Christmas Day matchup. We're going to talk about how worried are you about the Packers' slow starts. I think you talked a little bit about that yesterday on yeah. the big show. We're going to talk about that at the start. Then we're going to get into who's the Packers' lead running back, and does it really matter? Their stats are very similar. Yes. They're very similar on carries and all the touches they've gotten, so does it really matter who the lead back is? Who should it be? We'll get into that. and Then we'll get into uh, Santa's naughty and nice list for sports. Oh. Sam and I will come up with some naughty and nice guys in sports. Talk about that. And we'll preview a little bit of the Mavericks and Bucks game tonight. Hey, Sam Schmitz, can you grab a microphone over there, please? I, I, I want to talk to Sam Schmitz. So I was in the car yesterday listening to Rami do his last show uh, before the holidays started. And they were doing this thing. I don't know if you heard it or not. They were doing a Marvel character 
uh, Milwaukee Bucks type deal. And I'm listening, and I said, Pat Connaughton, you know, Ant-Man, if we're looking for somebody for Pat Connaughton or whatever else. Somebody said Black Panther for Pat Connaughton or something goofy like that. Was that Rami? Who was yeah, that? that was Rami. That was, was insane. Like, when he that said was the that, worst I was recommendation. Like, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No. no. Um, so I, and I thought the the Black Panther to Holiday one, I thought that was pretty good, but that didn't seem to be very popular either. So what did it end up coming to be? Who was Captain America? Captain America by Keith Smith, which kind of kickstarted this whole thing. Uh, Captain America is Chris Middleton. From Spotrack, Keith Smith. Okay. He's been there the entire time. He came up from nothing to something, so we figured he'd go with that. For Black Panther, I think this is the only right one. I know, I know he's not a current Milwaukee Buck, but it was the only correct one to go with. It was Luke Richard Bamute. You went that far back with these Bucks players? Hey, we had, we sprinkled in a couple random ones. We had Luke Richard. We had uh, Darvin Ham. Somebody told him that he should be the watcher. So we figured that was all right. We had a couple random ones. In there. All right. So let's go over the important ones in my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Captain America, who was the Incredible Hulk? Uh, Hulk was Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez were the ones we were having the most issues on. We had a bunch of phone callers and all that trying to determine who was who. So we went with uh, the Incredible Hulk as Bobby, Bobby Portis because, duh, and then we went with uh, Groot for Brooke. That I, was the obvious one to me. The Brooke Groot one, that yeah. was obvious. That, yeah, was, well, fits. that was easy. We were going back and forth like, uh, should Brooke Lopez be the Incredible Hulk? Should Bobby Portis be well, Y'all it? should have just tweeted at Brooke Lopez and been like, hey, dude, we're doing this segment. This is what we've come up with. Agree or disagree? I bet you you would have tweeted you back with how he thought it should have went anyhow. Yeah. Okay, so what is Giannis? Giannis is Thor. And Keith Smith also determined this one, too. And, look, we a lot of people were saying, well, Giannis should be Black Panther and all that, which it makes sense. But when you think about it, Giannis came from a region like none other. He's basically a god, can do everything that, you know, we can't. So we figured that was a good one. Uh, and because of that, we also had to go with Jim Paschke as Odin. Which is fine. That doesn't somebody, somebody tweeted that one, in and I was like, oh, that makes too so much So Iron Man is who? Iron Man is Drew Holiday because he's also part of the big three. Main one. I know that one's probably a little controversial. We could have gone either way, but that was what we came up with. Those aren't bad. We this this started as like something we were talking about during the commercial break, and then we're like, you know what, we're just gonna run with and it. Forty five minutes later, they were doing it, and had Ryan Wood do Packer ones. Yeah, forty five minutes of just phone calls were, you know, every all every phone line was taken. It was crazy, but it was fun. Yeah, it's not, it was a lot of fun to listen to. I was listening to it on my way home yesterday. Well, of course you were listening. It was Disney. Uh, yeah, Disney, Marvel. Yeah, I can. And it was box. So I mean, that was the other reason I was kind of everything sparky. On it. Everything sparky. Right. Absolutely right. All right, everybody, have a good Christmas. Have good holidays. Uh, don't forget again. Gary Ellerson, Dan Plucker, Christmas Day, Green and Gold Post Game Show, uh, presented to you by Lakeland University. Toby Altizer up next for Rami Makhlouf. Have a good one. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 